Today, we speak to an entrepreneur who's brought a taste of her native Thailand to Littleton, New Hampshire, and grown a successful restaurant business. Now she's launching her latest venture, a modern twist on a line of Thai iced teas. I'm Matt Mowry, editor of Business NH Magazine. And I'm Nathan Carroll, founder and president of Cardinal Consulting. And welcome to BizCast NH. Matthew. Yes? I know it's been, you know, probably a while since you've been, say, I don't know, out to eat or things like that. But do you have a um, favorite restaurant in your area, a favorite cuisine, anything oh, yeah. that we I can mean, talk about? While we have not <laughs> been going out necessarily, we have been doing more than our share to support the lo- local restaurant uh-huh. economy. Uh-huh. <laughs> Understood. Understood. Very um, good. Yeah. I mean, we have a few places that are kind of go-tos, like four main restaurants. We have a uh, Windjammer ne- near us. That's a great uh, seafood restaurant. In Dover, we have Sarah Thai, which is this great Thai restaurant. Ah, uh, so that's been a nice go to for us. Put Pizza's, head to head with our upcoming guest. I know who's so, going to win, though. So pizza's always on the menu. You know, that's oh. a good Friday night. Don't want to cook. Yeah. Pick it up on the way. Oh, so. I know it well. So, yeah, no, we, we have, uh, you know, <laughs> we have been doing our part to keep the economy going. Very good. Thank How you about for you? that. Thank you for that. Um, we do indeed eat a lot of Thai food. Um, we love that. And I'm trying to think, I mean, you know, we, we live, uh, very close to a brewery in Bethlehem. We live very close to a little Italian place as well. So, um, and you know, we're also those Friday pizza people. So Mm -hmm. whether it's, um, you know, we actually got a a good quality, I would say, uh, frozen pizza from our co-op in Littleton. Um, and like, you know, it's funny because my son, who's Mr. Picky loves, loves that pizza. And he's always like, we stopped getting it for a while because it was like, Oh, do we have to have this again? The same exact thing again. But yes, he's like, because the can, children we demand can we get it. this? Yes, exactly. If he'll eat it, we'll have it. That's right. right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but it's funny. I recently, um, listening to, well, now that spring is coming and COVID is kind of is hopefully waning. Hopefully yes. waning. I know. I always am like hesitant to even say anything. But um, hearing about the uh, the outdoor, what we'll call that tax on in in the North End in Boston on oh, um, yeah. on uh, outdoor seating, and it's it's interesting. There's like all these things. You it's know. there that tension now that now that you know we're coming into this new season, communities that wanted to make sure they were supporting the restaurant industries are now looking at. Well, now is this, you know, (laughs) is this an added bonus to them and shouldn't we be making our cut on it? And it's hard, you know, because we're not quite out of it. No. And restaurants really need this season. Yeah, they're still feeling great recovery. They're, you know, they went through a lot Mm -hmm. and they're the hearts of our communities, you know? Right. Part of a vibrant community is having great places to go out to eat. I know I can't wait for the warm weather and we're going to be hitting our local restaurants because there's lots around us that now have great outdoor dining. Yeah, it's a draw. Um, yeah, and you know I'm ready. You know I just I I, I don't want to eat in my house constantly anymore. You <laughs> why know? not? I can't we, imagine why we've not. We've been cooking. We've been doing takeout. I'm ready. You know to hire the babysitter, and my wife and I can go out and have an actual adult dinner. Thank you. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Well, I'm ready 
for a lot of things, but I'm definitely ready for today's guest. Absolutely. Awesome. Awesome. So our guest this week is Amshika Alberini, who owns and operates Chang Thai Restaurant in Littleton, New Hampshire. She was born and raised in Bangkok, Thailand, and she was raised in a unique household. Her father served as a guardsman for the late King Bamibal Adulia Day for 30 years and traveled the world by his side. Her mother ran a Khao Yum Thai rice salad and mango sticky rice food cart a block from their home. In the 2000s, Mshika earned her bachelor's degree in Bangkok and emigrated to the United States by way of a nanny exchange program. She would later make it to Albany, New York. We'll have to find out how. Where she'd earn a second degree... In organizational management, marry, have two children, and then relocate to Littleton, New Hampshire. While in Littleton, Amshika took the bold entrepreneurial step to open her own restaurant, a dream that she and her late sister had once planned to do together. Chang Thai opened in 2008. Then in late 2021, Amshika launched her own line of Thai iced tea, putting a modern twist on a very classic Thai libation. Hello, my friend. It's great to have you here. It's great to see you. And um, I want to start, if you don't mind, um, by talking about maybe family and your upbringing. I know family is important to you for so many reasons and hoping that you can kind of just start off by telling our listeners how your upbringing influenced who you are today. Hi, everyone. Well, welcome to Thailand today. I'm very (laughs) happy to see all of you, like Matt, Nathan here today. And well, it's a long journey, for sure, you know, since 2000, I would say. And mm. I mean, first of all, I, I, I always love to learn and I love adventure. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why I end up here, you know, back in 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So um, I came as an exchange student and um, I learned a lot, you know, met a lot of people around the world. It's it's like all pair program that you can make friends with other people. Uh, international friends, you know, you get chance to learn with family, language, and culture. So I learned for what is Easter, what is Thanksgiving, Mm. what is Halloween, you know, and Mm -hmm. then not only that, then after, you know, treating like uh, American kids, you know, to learn how the way their life is, which is different from, from Thailand, for sure. I mean, I was, you know, uh, taking care of my niece and my nephew, but, you know, to learn different culture with like 20,000 miles different side of the world are totally like cultural exchange really is but I, I you know at the end of the the program I, I I I love to be you know in in this country that you know giving so much eyes to see and learn new things so I you know I came to be um study you know I, I apply for like my school for master degree mm-hmm. and I moved back to New York from New Jersey to New York and I got my degree, like learn more and yeah. for and my uh, business major. So before, uh, or after rather, you got your degree. No, that's great. After you got your degree, um, you, did you, you worked in what we'll call in finger quotes today, corporate America for a little bit? Yes, I did. What like, were you doing there? Before I, before, when I was in Thailand, I worked for like a Fortune 500 company, like a Seiko making a wash, mm-hmm. you know? And then after I graduated from New York, I worked for General Electric for over a year before I met, you know, uh, my ex-husband mm-hmm. in Albany and, you know, I met him and then he was born and raised in Littleton, New Hampshire. So mm. so he took me, you know, and then we settled the, our place in Littleton, New Hampshire. Mm-hmm. And that's how you got here, huh? Yes. There you go. <laughs> so you come from, you know, big corporate jobs 
and you're settling in Littleton, New Hampshire. What were your initial thoughts about what your life was going to be? And when did you decide entrepreneurship was the next step for you? Yes. So when I first um, moving to Littleton, I have no job. Like I totally like, you know, like fight sometimes to, you know, like at back then it's so difficult to get a job. Like by the time you interview, it will take you four to six months probably to get a job. So I applied to local business like ice cream shop, diners, you know, I was a waitress for my, you know, when I went to school in New York. So mm-hmm. I don't mind to be a waitress again and mm-hmm. it's a great money. And then also I just learned the local people and know who they are and that. And then I got a job uh, in Vermont. It's still a corporate. It's a big corporation that uh, subsidized for Chrysler in Chicago, which is like a big company for me. But then in 2007, I got married in 2006. Uh, so my, my, my late sister came to my wedding. And she was a chef in New Jersey. And it's very upscale Thai French cuisine in mm. New, New Jersey. And, you know, she came in and said, oh, my God, I love it here, you know. Oh, so she was my maid of honor, and um, and I never seen her again. She passed away in two thousand seven. Yes, um, but she was my biggest inspiration. That so I was pregnant with my first son in two thousand eight, and I was still working at the working at the company in Vermont, mm-hmm. and I was. At that time, I still devastated with my loss of my sister, right? Mm. So I was walking downtown, and I was saw I saw a little sign on Main Street. It say for rent, tiny sign. Call me for rent, you know. Mm-hmm. And then I called the landlord, and was like, "Hey, you know, I'm interested to to do a business. Maybe I can make, you know, I can make this small business to 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 have my family together, like my mom, which mm. is she was in Thailand back then, and then." Because I miss my sister so much, you know, yeah. it, it was really com- completely like devastated. And then he called me back and he's like, you know what, I, you know, I, I'm going to help you to open the business. It's, he was really nice landlord. And then he helped me build a restaurant, half of it, like flooring and wall and everything. And then I don't have money, but I know I can make it. I don't know. It's just like. I think my 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 sister was very like pushed me that you can do it like you there's nothing that you can do and then I don't have money so I uh, you know I use my credit card for like you know like twenty thousand dollars to use for the um, just like a little bit of equipment. Sure. And we know we're gonna make start from small, very small. That mm-hmm. by you know we cooking <clears throat> and then we serve like probably like less than ten less than 20 seats or something like that. That mm-hmm. we, we thought about it. And we made it through. We opened in 2008 in uh, before Halloween for a couple of days, you know, and then we, I have like less than 10 tables and then we, we survived. Like after that, like we, at that time, 2008, Main Street has a major construction on the sidewalk because mm-hmm. they want to make a bigger sidewalk. So, and then everyone came to me. They're like, you're not going to make it. You're going to lose money. You, you, you're going to be like in debt, you know, so big. And I was like, no, we're not. I know what I'm doing. You know, I, I just learned so much from my sister that I just get a little emotion. Yeah, but, I understand that. You yeah. know, love, it just... Yeah, she was, she, no, that's, it, it's beautiful, Mshika, and, and I'm so glad that you can share your story and, and that she seemingly was, was so um, influential for you. And you essentially, I think, and uh, knowing you and knowing the business, because we eat there um, 
a lot, which we love, um, that you have really, you've made this. And I think, uh, you know, even just in, in, from talking to you in conversation, that a lot of that inspiration, um, on top of the fact that you are a true self-made entrepreneur uh, and you know what you're doing, you need some other inspiration. You need something else. And I think your sister and your family are that. Uh, and, and I see, you know, that your mom is there. You mentioned earlier when we were just chatting off off air um, that your son is washing dishes now. You're you're family focused, and that's beautiful. You're also focused on the success of of your brands, your brands with an S now, because we've got another thing to talk about. But um, so we know that Chiang Tai has done really well. We know especially that the community has um, embraced you, has absolutely embraced you and and everything that you are doing. And you've also embraced the community. I want to um, have you tell us a quick story, kind of a pandemic story, if you will. Um, during the pandemic, we obviously in March of 2020 had the shutdown. You own a building in, in Littleton where Chang is and you have tenants and you helped out those tenants and, and helped them to sort of, as it were, survive the, the initial part of the pandemic before government assistance was available and all that. Can you tell our listeners a little bit about what you did and, and what drove you to sort of do the right thing, as it were? Yeah, I mean, you know, as a business owner, I feel like, you know, if I own the business, uh, I own the building and then it was like, if I'm not so I, no one will so I, and everyone not gonna so I. If like it's just vice versa. So, so I kept get an idea that you know, I I mean my business has been doing so well mm-hmm. so far, and then I was like, how can we take a little break, you know, like to help? Because in March when shut down, I know the restaurant is allowed to open, mm-hmm. but some other business can't. Right. So I was so I, I uh, I waived the rent to the tenants one month just you know, to take it easy. Mm-hmm. I think I think it's helped them, like, at least a little bit of operation expense that you oh, don't sure. have to worry about it. Yeah. And again, like I said, we we kept in the same boat, you know, like, if I can't do it, you can't. Like, so why don't we just, we just go together and walk together, like, not like someone walk further from us and then you left other people that can, you know, mm. um, behind you. So we, we're going to walk together or we stop together, like, that's my, my philosophy. That's you know? beautiful. Walk yeah. together or stop together. Yeah. I like it. I, I do want to go back to the early days please, for a little please, bit. Yeah. And, you know, I look around my own community now and there are several Thai restaurants that have opened the last few years. But were there really any when you opened in Littleton? Were you among the first? I am. I was the first. That's uh, two Chinese restaurants, if I remember, or three maybe. Uh, but there's no Thai restaurant. Another Thai restaurant will be in Vermont, which is like, uh, you know, like 15 miles away. Um, Was that intimidating at all? I mean, when you are bringing, a, a, you know, something new to a community, it can either go one or two ways. It's, you know, people are curious and it's gangbusters or people are wary and you have to bring them in. Mm. What was the reception initially like and how did you make sure that, you know, being the first that you were also going to be successful? I'm, I'm, I, I was so believed that my food is, you know, is going to satisfy people in mm-hmm. locally. And I know that my gift of my sister has been the biggest thing that is, it was so good. And, you know, she taught me so much. Even my mom, you know, like, I just want to keep the re- recipe as a legacy. And then I want to try, um, try 
um, present to my local people. This is this is a, something new, and you're gonna love it. Just like mm. as much as I love, I also just want to share the love, the taste. To uh, local people, something new. Mm-hmm. And yeah. how big was the restaurant when you opened? And has have you grown it over the years? Yeah, it's about like two thousand square feet. Um, we first we start first um, doing like just only one side, only one waitress, and then we just grow over time, and it's get better and better every day. I learn, you know, someday I just always have a good and bad day, right? Mm-hmm. And we just like take into the measure that. How can we make it better? How can we fix this? And it's always continuing, continuing to like not to do that. Or should we do this? You know, and it's still now. We never end. Yeah, you um, you mentioned at uh, at some point earlier about uh, collaborations, and I, you know, as a as a business person as well, always always have felt that collaborations are really a key to success. Um, can you tell us about sort of your view on that and some of the collaborations that you've that you've uh, been involved with over the years? Yeah, I, you know, in back then in 2013, I, I was in a platform with women and food business in New York. And then I just learned something that, wow, like it's kind of exchange the knowledge, really. You know, like how can I work with you? It's, it's not like collaboration to just do something the same, but mm-hmm. how can we do something different? You know, that's my key. Yeah. And, and how to make traditional called integrate between old and new. This is what I'm doing. You know, mm. like, how can I mix my culture to you? So I, when I, when I feel that way, it's just like a win-win situation. I support another business. They support me. And we have sustained that way. Yeah, so you, sustainable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I love it. It's, it's not just like a, a it's, it's not face value. It's not really surface. There's more to it. There's a sustainable to, piece to it. I love mm-hmm. that. Um, you have, is it a, a vodka brand? The gin, Thai chili oh, gin. We gin. collaborate. Yes, 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 yes. That's right. Yeah. Gin. Um, and then any other collaborations that you that you still have? Yeah. So um, we start out with working with uh, the winery in Amherst, LaBelle Winery, with nice. uh, support by Amy LaBelle, which mm-hmm. is, she's an amazing businesswoman. She is. As everyone knows. And yeah. um, the second one we did in Tamworth Distilling. So that's, mm. and that time they were in Littleton, New Hampshire to present their, their spirit. Mm-hmm. And I stopped by, I was like, Maybe, you know, um, so I went, I was like, I want to go see your distilling to see. And I went down and I stopped by this beautiful distiller. Mm. And I bring some of my ingredients, right? Like it's a uh, magroot lamb leaf and Thai chili from the market. <laughs> and uh, I was like, I'm going to grow that in summer. Maybe you can help me, you know, like do some like spirit. Because I put in, I try to put in my vodka, but then I just, the, the reason you can do infuse on your own, but mm-hmm. the difference is it's not consistent. It can be low or high. So why don't we just give to the expert, right? So yeah, I give the yeah. chemist at Tamworth Distilling to like experiment a new flavor, which is we put Thai herbs in the gin and, you know, like make it to reality. Nice, nice. Her newest brand Amshika Thai Iced Teas. Maybe that's where we start here, Matt. Maybe I, we can dig into Thai Iced Tea a little bit. So most folks during the pandemic were just trying to survive, <laughs> not taking on new entrepreneurial ventures. What made you decide, one, to launch a new line of iced teas, and why then? Yeah, I've been working with that for a long time. As you know, Matt, we were talking about that. And then I, I was starting with, like, you know, just 
the Thai tea that I sell at a restaurant try to like bother mm. but then all of a sudden I just you know have slowed down on the project because I was so busy at the restaurant and during COVID time pandemic actually I rest a little bit you know we just do take out and then I reach out to one of the local um, you know uh, beverage line and say I want to do this but guess what I'm not going to do what I'm selling at the restaurant they said what is going to be I'm going to make it more nature product, mm-hmm. organic and locally sourced, and then sustainable by you know local uh, sourcing with the B Corp, which mm-hmm. is um, you know like a tea and coffee that uh, from the farmer. Yes. So and they was like, it's not going to be like Thai tea then, just like at this. I was like, that's what I want to do. I want to do something different. Mm. And this is the, the the pandemic that they can people when they get from home. So. You you can get the Thai tea from the restaurant and then take it home. Yes, correct. But for my um, we do like we do totally different from the traditional. But then we call it tra- traditional twist with the modern mm-hmm. way. So we 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 want to make it shelf stable. Mm-hmm. We want to make it more like transparency. You know, like sure. we don't want to put any chemical in it. So that's how I came up with the nitro Thai tea without chemical, with low sugar or zero and all natural ingredients mm-hmm. that I want to offer to the new market nice, that I'm nice. looking you, to. You don't use sugar. You don't use like a white sugar. Is there a sweetener in there that you do use? We do natural sugar. It's called monk fruit, which is like basic. Oh, monk fruit. Yes. Oh. It's, it's natural and all natural. It doesn't have any, you know, like a sugar added. So that, yeah. And it still tastes good. It I mean, sure does. Yeah. I can attest to that. And we use, <laughs> and we use oat milk, which mm-hmm. is alternative that we don't, we skip dairy this time. That's also nice. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so where are you at with this new venture? Are you on shelves, on store shelves yet? Where are you selling? Yeah, we do totally like a pre-launch product. We are working in in the second quarter to come with the shelf stable. And those going to be go to like a major of natural food store. Right now mm-hmm. we have a co-op. So we have like selective vendor, but now we ha- we sell about like, Almost like 15 states through, uh, you know, nationwide. <laughs> and um, if you go to visit our website, buymshika.com. Buymshika.com. Okay. We'll have to, I'll put that we, up on the blog too. I think we change to drink mshika, but, you know, keep, you know, you can check it out on oh, our website. Oh, and you're website. all over social and stuff yes, too. So. Yes. Yeah. And you can see where the location that you can purchase. But again, you know, it this coming up, uh, the end of the year, is going to be shelf stable, but nice. that doesn't require to. Re- oh, because right now it's refrigerated. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So the beverage industry, that's a tough one to break into. I, I've interviewed other folks w- w- that have beverage in, uh, businesses, and it's a, it takes a lot to get on those crowded shelves. So how are you finding success with that? What are the lessons that you've been learning and it, it, what is about your product do you think that's going to allow you to break through that? Yes. Oh my God. It's, I think airplane restaurant probably easier than this one 10 times. <laughs> <laughs> I admit it's really tough and very competitive. Mm-hmm. However, you have to network with someone that is on your lane in your product. You know, you can be over, all over like with some other, you have to keep on your lane. Like, okay, what is your, what is your, uh, strength what you know this is like who 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 are your customer really so you know we go to like people that love you know like uh, vegan people that non-dairy or like you know sometimes that oh i don't want sugar like zero and those are has been really like those are our major customer that they want to be alternative products 
So that's kind of help, you know, to be in a niche market that way. You seem to know. Well, I know you know. I not seem you. You definitely know um, your target market. You you are you know absolutely uh, understanding the branding and the marketing and and really getting this. I, I remember the the initial launch of of Mshika, the the Thai iced tea, and and I was just like, boy, she is everywhere all of a sudden. This is fantastic. You were you had write ups in national magazines and and newspapers and and all of that. Um, who and uh, do you have a team that does marketing? Like, how is this all coming together? Because it's amazing. I was lucky. I was lucky. Like back then, I I was reaching out to one of the, um, you know, she's a f- editor of Sherry Bomb, mm-hmm. Curry Diamond, and she's one of the biggest inspiration for women and food. Mm-hmm. So basically, from start from that time, I and you're based in New York. Um, I was one of the that guest speaker for Jubilee, mm-hmm. which is uh, in 2018. And they invite me, they read my story. That, but we kind of feel like we want to support women in food business. So mm-hmm. she, she invited me to be on a Jubilee um, conference mm-hmm. that where it has Nigella Lawson, Barbara Lynch was there. So I kept like making some connection at that time. So key of success is that you have to like, you know, network to people in your business. Something that, something that you want to learn all about, like some, what are you doing? You know, like, so they kept like key that you can help to exchange the knowledge that you can learn something new or something that you don't know or something that you know you can give it to them. So it'd be kind of like helping each other out. Uh, talking about national, you know, so that's how it, Curry, um, she's my biggest supporter and she's on the media, you know. So she she kind of helped me, you know, into the, the other platform as well. You are a uh, an amazing networker because you know people, it seems like, in every corner of the world, really. And it's, it's so cool to see. Um, so I, if you don't mind, I wanted to delve in a bit to that. You've been in Littleton for now how long? Oh, my God. It. Over 20 years? 14. 14, 14 years. 14 to 15, And yeah. during that time, you've seen that community grow and evolve and change and explode. It has become one of the happening places in New Hampshire. Um, can you talk about how that affected or influenced your, the growth of your own business and in turn, how you have been, how have you been part of that growth in Littleton? Yeah, um, so a lot of things when community have, for example, like, you know, like we have like Littleton Main Street, Littleton Cultural Art, and some other, you know, when they, when they have, you know, event, you just, you help them to support. What do they need? Give certificate. I do give certificate almost every <laughs> single month. <laughs> just to give chance to people to try your food or give away to raise the fund for mm-hmm. their um, non-profit organization and that's how the, the community has been rising and also with the newcomers so we share like okay shout out to this new one you know new bakery in town mm-hmm, new coffee mm-hmm. in town and I, I probably support everyone in the communities and now you own your building but do you own other buildings online? I do I own three buildings which is where I currently have so I have about 10 tenants I own the the bookstore building and one of the bakery building. And then I just bought a new building on Meadow Street across from Burger King. Oh, it, it was is a seafood place. Oh. And I, people keep asking, say, is it going to be like Asian food? Place? No, 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 no. <laughs> it's going to be a seafood. I, when I, like back, back in the first question, when I first moved to town, mm. I was helping the, that owner to run the seafood place as well. So I, 
you know, it's so funny because those buildings are more like a business relationship than how I know them. It's mm-hmm. not like, okay, how much is it? Like, oh, should I buy it? No, no, it's more like, you know, how, because I was part of community for so long. Mm-hmm. So in order, you're not just a landlord. You're helping those businesses that are your tenants to make sure they're succeeding. Is, is that what Correct, yes. And so in that sense, you've also played this uh, entrepreneurial role in growing the local economy as Littleton has evolved, you played your, your role in that. Yeah. Um, so what do you, what, as the community continues to, to grow and, and, and change, um, do you see yourself playing an even bigger role moving forward? I, I'm, I'm really enjoy at the moment, you know, I, I'm, I'm really like to support everyone, but then I, I feel like this is, this is a good momentum for me. You know, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'm going to be bigger. Or I just love what I do as long as they support my business. As long as I can support their business, mm-hmm. we all win. So um, uh, another thing I, I love to do always, like every uh, t- once or twice a year, I invite my friend as a guest chef dinner. So people will ask me why you do that because I feel like you know, even though I'm at own Thai restaurant, I have a food network, people coming to cook with us because I want to, to have people enjoy the different, like this is my table, this is my home. You don't have to be Thai food at all time, but then you can enjoy my friend that travel from California or, you know, from Oregon or from New York too. Mm-hmm. And this is my my experience from my house to you. You know, so I I, cool. I I just mm-hmm. love to to do a lot of things to people. It's a lot so of passion so when around you food. Open up it. to these guest chefs. What are some of the different um, food styles they've brought into your restaurant for people to try, and and what's been the community reaction? Yeah, uh, the first one we have even Hennessy uh, that own state, you know, uh, Washington out in Dover. Yes, and it was a great success. You know, um, the second one we have Hong Thai Me that from New York that she's always like you know on the media in New York, and her food are different from me. It's not Thai style, and then I told my guests like. Listen, this is what I'm I'm cook I'm not cooking this at home, but you have opportunity to try this, this different thing. It's like around people around me that I want to share to you. So that that my biggest inspiration food is food and friends. Yeah. I love it. Well, and it's obviously <laughs> been working on you know, these the different entrepreneurial ventures that you've undertaken in, in the way you've done so. You've landed on our the Business New Hampshire magazine's list of the top women led businesses in the state. Um, you know with that success, uh, you know, you've talked about helping other businesses. What do you look for when you, you know when you would choose to help out others, you know, are people seeking you out for advice? Are you seeing where there are opportunities in the community that you can apply your expertise? How do you go about making sure that, you know, you're making the connections you want to and helping where you can? Well, um, um, you know, all of my, my client or my, my tenant are really talent. I don't think I, 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 I really direct helping them because they already like good, good what they are. By helping them, by support, even like, you know, the media is helpful to like shout out to, to these people that mm-hmm. we, we kind of like stay together. And we, we, if we stay together, we're strong together. So I kind of like stick out with, hey, what do you have? So for example, I will, I'll be like, um, even people love the cookbook. I'll, you know, reach out to bookstore. Do you have this cookbook my customer wanted? You know, or like I'm doing some pop-up event. I can get it the bakery from my tenant bakery to to present to my customer mm-hmm. and what else we do like you know like something that what do they what do they have so you know I tell my customer to go shop at the art and jewelry like League of New Hampshire Craftsmen 
it's just like a little thing that it make a big impact, you know, to to others. And I feel because sometimes we have a guest customer from all over the place, like Ma Washington, and they know ask us like, oh, where should we get this? So we kind of like become <laughs> information center sometimes. <laughs> you are, yeah, yeah, you know. And then yeah, I mean that 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 small thing make it big thing really. Mm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of big things, um, you were on an episode or maybe more. I don't know. You'll have to tell us the full story of Chopped and Martha oh. Stewart was on too. How the heck did you get that opportunity? I mean, I know how because you're a talented individual and chef, but wow, that is a cool opportunity yeah. to be on Chopped. Martha Stewart's there. Tell us what that was like and how you got there. That was a surprise. That was a surprise. <laughs> All of a sudden, I got email from one of the producer and then mm-hmm. I didn't even ask them how could you find me. Mm-hmm. And anyway, so they're like, oh, we do some research and then we once uh, Woman in New England, especially in New Hampshire, to wow. be on this episode, but they didn't tell me who gonna be with, right? Uh-huh. And they keep contacting. Uh, so there was one, um, uh, the contestant is uh, from Kiel Restaurant in Portsmouth. Mm-hmm. So I um, then didn't tell me who 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 you you know who you gonna be. <laughs> who your competitors yeah. are, right? Yeah. But anyway, they, it was it was. I got that email from, you know, one of the producer, but mm-hmm. I don't know how, again, you know, very honored to be in the episode of t- uh, Shop Tournament of Champion with mm-hmm. Martha that we we filming in Kennebunkport, Ken- Maine mm-hmm. in 2019. And it was a great experience. So me and Julie, which is that she owned Kiel Restaurant in Postmit, she was one of my episodes. And then one of the guy from Brooklyn, another one from Philadelphia, you know, mm-hmm. so, but I think um, biggest thing is that they want to be like women uh, compete with men or something that mm-hmm. locally like New Hampshire, you know, so. Yeah. Now I, you know, I like everyone else, huge chop fan, right? And so what was it like to open up those baskets? And was there an ingredient that threw you at all? Like, you're like, what the heck am I going to do with this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I did, I did, I, I did talk because my brain was freezing and then I got one ingredient that I'm not really familiar with. It's like a pudding. Uh-huh. Mm. <laughs> oh, jeez. Like, how what could do you I do cook pudding? Because it's a COVID um, time at that time, so mm. there were limit on the pantry ingredients and they give us very small ingredient, but then that pudding, it just... Just didn't 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 make my God. <laughs> so I forgot one you know one last thing that I should put in in yeah. my my dish. But anyway, Martha was saying um, you know my muscle cook perfectly and it's on the episode which is I'm very proud of. And yeah, I mean to be on that it and then it's it's you know to cut to chop or to not and or to be winner. I think everyone wins and at the end of the day we friend, we get a new friend, we get to know each other and then it's just a fun, fun moment and it's a nice you know, it's very inspiring. What was me. it like to cook in front of Martha Stewart? Oh I my mean, god. That's gotta be a bit intimidating. <laughs> yeah, she was right next to me at very beginning and she was watching and everyone get nervous and then instead of like twenty minute appetizer, so she cut out to be like only fifteen minutes. And you know how that pressure is? Uh, but we we all we all wow. did it. Like, you know, a friend of mine that his he was a winner, he he like cut his finger a little bit too. Oh. So, so it was really like very uh, time pressure is, is a big thing. Like, wow. It's quick. <laughs> I think if Martha Stewart was standing next to me, I think I would just turn and hug her. 
I don't know. I did, that's I, I'm my, not sure that would be well received. No, she would probably <laughs> knock me down to the floor, but like, you know, it is what it is. But I don't know. Hey. So what was the reaction when the episode came out? Oh my, everyone looked tired, you can see. I think, I don't know if it's a plan or not, but everyone looked pressure because we take like a day, like four days to finish and then I was out for only like 15, 20 minutes, you know. And But it's, 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 it's really like, people love watching it. <laughs> they feel very exciting just as we do. And that was success, you know. Yeah, if you yeah. feel excited, that what we were too. <laughs> you, you know, you said in the beginning of telling that story, you said you're not sure how they, how they found you, they did research. You're out there. You're somebody. You are absolutely the real deal, and and that's how they found you, and and they found the right one. And I'm just, I'm always so proud of you, and so, um, I guess, uh, uh, I think that I am fortunate to know you and to see your success and and everything that you're doing, and that you're doing it with a community focus, a family focus, right in Littleton, but beyond the borders too. And you're bringing what you know and what you can do to a lot of people. And that is so awesome. Um, and I think uh, maybe a nice way to wrap up today is is just to say sort of thank you for everything that you do and and for uh, bringing your bringing your talents to New Hampshire and and sticking around and and uh, doing a lot for the economy, for your neighbors, for your tenants, and for your friends. Nice to have you today. Thank you so much. I will say in Thai, ขอบคุณค่ะบอง appetit. Oh, I love oh, it. Great. I love it. Thank, thank you. you. And now the buzz with Matt Maury. With the conflict involving Russia, cyber attacks are becoming a renewed fear and are a growing threat from all sectors, forcing everyone from the federal, from federal government to individual consumers to consider how to best protect themselves. Yet, according to a new survey from Digital.com, small businesses are not ready to protect themselves quite yet. 51% of small businesses don't have cybersecurity measures in place. And a majority of small business owners who don't have cybersecurity measures yet are, say their business is too small to be a target. And that's not true. One in five online small businesses have been the victim of a cyber attack. And that's what we're buzzing about this week. Welcome back to the Cardinal Corner. I'm Nathan Carroll. Are you Superwoman or Superman? <laughs> maybe sometimes to get maybe points as husband or wife of the year, but let's be real. So if you're not Superman or Superwoman, why are you doing your own books as a business owner? It's easy, you say, because perhaps you use an online program that fills in everything for you. Great. But remember, remember when that program made a mistake and started classifying costs incorrectly? Oh, yeah. Remember when tax time came around and you didn't get the refund you thought you were going to? Those are just a few reasons, my friends, that you should consider using a bookkeeper to keep your financials in order. Straight bookkeepers are not necessarily accountants or CPAs. They may work in a firm that has those services too, but their specialty is organization, classification, and the operations of your financial system. So why not have them on your team? I say this not in a negative way, but bookkeepers are a dime a dozen. There are a lot of talented people out there working on financials, but they are not all the right fit for you. 
as always, talk to those in your business network that you trust to find a solid referral. But make sure that that bookkeeper understands your business and your industry, get some solid references too, and make sure that they ask you a bunch of questions to help determine if you're simply a good fit to work together, if you have similar goals, ways of working, etc. So another valuable add to your team, a bookkeeper. Thanks for joining me in the Balanced and Reconciled Cardinal Corner. Find more at our website, cardinalconsultingnh.com, or on social at cardinalconsultingnh. Thank you for joining us today. If you enjoyed the stories and information you heard in today's podcast, find more by subscribing to Business NH Magazine or visiting businessnhmagazine.com. I'm Matt Mowry. And I'm Nathan Carroll. BizCast NH is a joint production of Business NH Magazine and Cardinal Consulting. Listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcasts. Mm-hmm.